We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. How's it going, Raptors Nation? Welcome in to the Raptors Nation podcast. On today's podcast, I got a very special guest, guard from the Vancouver Bandits of the Canadian Elite Basketball League, Dwayne Notice, longtime friend, and of course, Raptors fan. Had to bring him on. Dwayne, thank you so much for doing this. How you doing, my man? I'm doing well, man. I appreciate you for having me, as always. Like you said, a long time friend. I just remember being in the basement back in uh, when they started a couple of years ago. So it's just cool to see your progression and um, to see you still covering the Raptors and everything basketball, especially in Canada. Thank you. I appreciate that. And listen, I'm happy to see you back out there on the court, Dwayne. You've had a very inspirational and motivating story. Recovering from injury, when it looked like your playing days were behind you, you make a miraculous recovery and you are once again doing what you love. Can you just talk about what the road has been like for you getting back to playing basketball professionally? Yeah, the role has been such a journey. It's been so unpredictable. Um, obviously, getting hurt is not something that you expect to happen uh, when you're playing and, and it kind of happened in the worst time possible being the COVID year. Uh, but I had a lot of people to lean on. My brother, Marcus Carr, who actually had torn his ACL a couple of years prior to that at Mount Verde, um, kind of leaned on him for some experience with the surgery and recovery. And I know I had a different injury, but just the mental process of going through that type of situation and then having my parents, my family, you know, my friends um, and then sticking to my faith as well. So I'm just happy to be back because, like you said, you know, a lot of doctors, I got second, third, fourth opinions. I said I shouldn't be playing because I tore my, my, my Achilles and my calf on the same leg. So just a lot of, you know, feedback in terms of, you know, in the negative space of just like how it would come back to the sport. I wouldn't be the same if I came back or I wouldn't be as effective. So I'm just blessed and fortunate to be back. I thank God every day uh, I went through a rigorous, uh, you know, like a tumultuous schedule of just rehab and um, treatment and just making sure I can you know, keep my body right and everything. So I had a lot of coaches and a lot of people in my corner. I think that's what helped me get to where I am today. So I'm just happy and fortunate to be back playing a game that I love. That's awesome to hear. What would you say helped you get through those tough times? What helped you stay motivated when it looked like the chances of you playing basketball professionally again were slim to none? Was there a moment that you can pinpoint or just a collection of things that just, you know, helped you stay in there and, and hope for and wait for better days? I think just being reminded that I've been someone that's gotten through adversity before um, in many levels, just having that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Reminder, people letting me know that I was built for it, essentially. Um, I think there was a lot of critical moments throughout that recovery process that, you know, where I was really down and out. But there would be a situation where I had a teammate maybe playing for Team Canada or playing at a high level overseas that would just, you know, tell him, you know, you have so much basketball left in the tank, like don't give up. Um, or whether it was guys that don't play anymore and, you know, older guys are telling me like, yo, you don't want to get to this age and regret like giving up and not playing because once you really can't play no more, like when you're in your late 30s and 40s and you really can't hoop no more, then you're really going to feel bad. So if you still have something left in the tank, then you should try and pursue it. And then just picking up odd jobs to try and, you know, fund my uh, recovery process and my rehab. That was like an eye opener for me. I always make a joke about it, but working in certain places, then people walking in like, yo, Dwayne, is, like, is that you? Like, why are you working here? That was like such a humbling experience. But yeah. at the same time, it was also motivating. It added more fuel to the fire where it's like, oh, man, I shouldn't be here right now. I should be where I was supposed to be, which is back onto the court. And then I would probably say lastly, uh, I don't know. It's just like I said, my brother was a big, big, big um, component to me getting back to where I wanted to be. Um, I think Kevin Durant, like he went through that injury literally the year before I did. So just seeing that, that was a moment that helped me stay motivated, seeing how he was able to bounce back. Dwight Powell, same thing, having him in my ear as well, experiencing a similar injury. Um, So there was just a lot of things um, that kind of just contribute to that. But definitely that moment at the job was like one of those moments where I was like, yo, I need to get back on the court no matter what it is. I need to find my way back out of here. And that's important. It goes back to self-purpose, right? When you find yourself in a spot that just doesn't feel right, you just keep yeah. pushing to what you want to do. And it's amazing to see that you push through that adversity. You push through, you know, the naysayers, the people who thought you couldn't get back to where you once were. And now you're flourishing once again. So that's awesome to see. And Dwayne, I got to ask right now, you're in the off season, just coming off playing a season with the bandits. How are you feeling? Like, where's your health at at this point? Nah, it feels pretty good. I would say I'm not 100% in terms of like, I still feel like I need to get my body as explosive as I want it to be. Um, but it was cool to knock off the rust. Health-wise, I'm good. Like, I, there's no issues with me playing with my Achilles or my calf or anything like that. And it was cool to be in this environment where I had people like Kyle Julius, who's our head coach, and um, a great uh, supporting you know coaching staff, as well as teammates who are my brothers now that, you know, put me in positions to win. They, they kept making me feel confident on an everyday basis, whether it was in the weight room, whether it was, you know, at the treatment table, whether it was at practices, whether it was the film room. Um, just being a part of that team camaraderie really made me feel like I belonged, and that helped me um, get over some difficult moments uh, throughout the summer. But my health is, is really good, man. I just love that, that I get to continue to work on myself and, and build a better uh, a version and brand of myself on an everyday basis. For me, it's like just getting 1% better every day is, is what I try to achieve to do. 
that's awesome to hear. Tell us a little bit about your time with the Bandits and just the transition of you playing in the Canadian Elite Basketball League. How has that whole experience been for you thus far? Uh, it's been amazing. I mean, big shout out to Mike Morality for even putting this league on. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I mean, I think it was the fifth year this past year, and I've been a participant every single year. I started off with the Hamilton Honey Badgers. So making that transition to the West Coast was, was something that I wanted to do because it gave me a clean slate, um, especially returning to sport from my injury for the first time. I wanted to have a new type of atmosphere and environment, and I felt like British Columbia was the perfect place for that. Vancouver was amazing. The fans are incredible. They're super passionate. There's a lot of you know young kids out there that are ready and and eager to play basketball. I think the Raptors are even having training camp out there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So that's going to be also great for them. They also just had the Toronto or not the Toronto the one of the proams just went out there where Isaiah Thomas was hooping. So just to put basketball on that pedestal in that province and be a part of that um, was incredible for me. Just going to work every day, I, I felt great. I was excited. I felt like I was needed, wanted. I felt like I was cared about. Um, so I just wanted to reciprocate that by playing as hard as I can for for Vancouver and for BC. But it was an incredible time, man. I ended up hiking, doing things that I thought I would never do in my life. <laughs> like I went on like a five, six hour hike. Um, the sushi's great out there. The weather is amazing. So I have really no complaints for real. That's awesome. Yeah, Vancouver is definitely on my bucket list. Everybody talks so highly about it. So I definitely got to get on over there. And I'm sure you're still recovering from the whole time zone difference. So. That's yeah, uh, three hours, man. That was different for me. That was the, I used to be, especially because I think I went there in late May, early April, uh, when the season starts, and it was it was the playoffs. And I, I remember like the Lakers, like they had. I'm a big Bron guy, so I remember they had a game at like like 5 p.m. or whatever. And I was like, how do you guys watch basketball this early? It doesn't make any sense. Being from Toronto, I'm so you see, you know, after school, you know, you finish your homework, you might go to practice, you still have time to catch the Raptors game at seven, then the double yeah. head was playing after at 10:30. But on the West Coast, it's like everything's earlier. And I'm just then it felt weird after like watching a West Coast game, and then it's like it's only like eight o'clock, nine o'clock outside. You still have day left. I'm used to watching the Western Conference teams play, and it's like 1 a.m. And I'm like, all right, it's time for bed now. Like, so it was just yeah. getting adjusted to that was super different. And even like my first month there, I was getting up at like 5 a.m. every day because I was so used to getting up at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. East Coast. So that was an adjustment as well. So, Dwayne, what would you say is next for you and your playing days? Do you expect to uh, run it back with the Bandits or what's on the horizon for you moving forward? Yeah, I would definitely love to run it back with the Bandits because I had such a great experience with them off and on the court. Um, the staff was tremendous. Like I said, the players, you know, we didn't get the result that we wanted, but 
in terms of me knocking the rust off and, you know, just getting back to what I was doing. I felt like it was the best uh, possible situation for me to, to kind of flourish and get my footing back. Uh, I want to hopefully return to them. And then also I want to see if I can make another shot at playing overseas again this upcoming year. If not, play back in the league where I was playing with, with Sudbury and hopefully do some commentary work broadcasting for the radio with Raptors 905 in the G League as well and just try and work towards that because after I play basketball, I want to get into, you know, the kind of media sports thing, kind of <laughs> what you're doing and, and try and see if I can, you know, make some way with that. So um, that's probably going to be my plans for this upcoming year. And I love that you mentioned that because, yes, you are a broadcaster and you do an amazing job. And, you know, that's something that I can definitely see you doing, you know, um, whether it's on a full time basis or whatever. You definitely have great knowledge for the game. You know your stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's been great to see your progression over the years. Obviously, you know, knowing you personally uh, on the court, off the court and just seeing where you're at now. Dwayne, what would you say to anybody out there listening to this, watching this, who has let an injury derail them and who does have high hopes for their professional days, whether it's playing basketball or any sport, what would kind of be your motivation to that person uh, tuning in? I would say, don't let it define you. You know, we always have these intricate moments in our lives. And I feel like sometimes a lot of us, we try to have those situations define us. And, you know, whether it's good or bad, you want to stay even killed. That was something that I was pre-shoot throughout the summer, which is don't get too high, don't get too low. Um, you don't want to be complacent. You always want to strive for more, but at the same time, you don't want to celebrate too hard and you don't want to, you know what I'm saying, be in your feelings too much. So just embracing every moment. My mom has a 72 hour rule, which I think is effective for anybody else out there who's listening, which is, you know, when something happens to you that you unexpected, something that you're not really happy about, something that gets you down, makes you feel, you know, a certain type of way, then it's, it's cool to embrace that because you want to feel the feels. And then, you know, after that, you know, 72 hours, you want to get out of that. You want to get out that mind state. You want to start being optimistic. You want to start working towards that challenge of getting to the other side of whatever that problem or that issue was. And then also I would say anyone who's listening, talk to somebody. Like, don't feel like you have to be alone. I feel like in these situations, we want to ball up. We want to be to ourselves. But if you're able to, you know, I, I went to therapy. I talked to somebody. If you're able to, like, look after your mental health and just find different outlets and resources to help you continue to stay on track and also to block out the noise and the distractions and do that. You know, whatever works for you works for you. You just got to find that method. Um, so, yeah, don't feel like you have to be alone, man. You could offload that burden to other people in terms of just, you know, getting that weight off of your back and your chest so you can continue to, to progress forward. Very well said. And I love that 72 hour rule. That's something that a lot more people have to implement in their daily lives if they haven't already. So yeah, perfectly said, Dwayne. Dwayne, I know you're a huge Raptors fan as well. You know, you're a big fan of basketball. Um, so I, I did want to talk to you about some stuff that went down this offseason. So a former Raptors 905 guy, obviously Fred Van Vliet, we know he got paid. He got paid big time. Crazy three-year, $130 million deal. What was your reaction when you saw that drop? Just like seeing Van Vliet, where he came from, to now being a very, very rich man with the Houston Rockets. It's just, it feels so fitting. Like, I don't know. I'm a big movies guy. So I just feel like everything's coming full circle. And then, you know, you, you watch that video of him at his draft party. And a lot of guys have had those moments. I've actually witnessed one of my teammates in college have a draft party, not get drafted. But to see someone in that moment, and to have that type of ability to say, you know what, I'm still going to find a way and figure it out. And then 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply actually doing it is just incredible I, I encourage anybody to, to to watch his story and to to really follow it and study it and see what he did because the way he was able to to kind of like get over every hurdle of the way you know they said he was too small they said he can't play defense they said he wasn't this he's not athletic he's that he's this but he's still able to be effective in the league and then for him to get paid like I said, the movie thing for me was the fact that his brand is, you know, bet on yourself. And it's like he continues to bet on himself and it cashes in every single time. So I couldn't be happier for him. Would have loved to see him stay with the Raptors, obviously. But at the same time, you know, you understand it's a business and, you know, guys got to get what they're worth. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just from Van Vliet's perspective, yeah, always being the guy who's written off, being an underdog. Like, literally, he's going to go down as one of the best undrafted players of all time. Seeing where he is now, like, you can't even be mad, even as a Raptors fan, that he went to go get his bag. Because I feel like anybody in that position would have done the same, especially where he came from. So, yeah, no, that was definitely crazy to see from Van Vliet's perspective. Another Raptor who has been in a lot of news this offseason, Pascal Siakam, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people, myself included, thought that once Van Vliet left, when the Raptors were expecting him to be back, that right. would kind of signal internally, okay, it's time to rebuild, start anew, and really commit to Scotty Barnes. But to this point, the Raptors have not traded Pascal Siakam, nor have they extended Pascal Siakam. Of course, he will be an unrestricted free agent in the summer 2024. What do you think happens with Siakam, and do you think the Raptors should trade Siakam? That's a great question. I don't... I feel like, I guess, depending on how he plays this season, maybe it might be smart to cash in and maybe you get a trade for him because, you know, he's been here for a minute. He's done what he had to do, got a ring. Um, he's fighting that stigma of, like, can he be the number one guy? Can he not? Is he a supporting yeah. actor type of guy? Or can he be the lead role kind of guy? So um, it's one of those things where it's like if he goes somewhere else, maybe he could figure it out there. And he's done everything he can do here. So I wouldn't be mad at him if, if he was able to – uh, to get to, to leave and get traded, and we get some value for him because, like I said, he's still you know relatively young. He's still a hooper at the end of the day. I don't like one of my pet peeves is all the the the, the, the flack that he was getting the past few years. I feel like that's someone who works really hard at his game. I don't know him personally, I know his brothers. I've seen him in the gym a lot. Like that's someone who really cares about winning, cares about getting better. So um, I thought some of the stuff was unfair, the criticism, but at the same time. Um, you know, it's, like I said, it's a business, so you got to be able to show it to work every day and handle your business. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with him. But for him, I know he's going to have a big season, regardless if he's with us or not, because I know he wants to prove a lot of the doubters and the naysayers wrong, um, as usual. So knowing him, he's just going to fuel him to, to play at an even better level than he did last year. Yeah. And I mean, he's another guy who could be betting on himself. Uh, one of the reasons why he probably hasn't wanted to get something done with the Raptors is the fact that if he does make all NBA, which he was very close to making last season, he'll be eligible for that super max. Right. So he could see an even bigger payday if that happens. So you know what's crazy. Luka? I want, I want to cut you off, but I, I was talking to my teammates about this the other day, but it's so crazy how, when you can be somewhere for a long time and you, you might be underappreciated or not, whatever the case may be is. But then when you, when you ask around the league and other players, how they view like a Siakam or whatever the case may be is, and you, you'd be surprised at where he's, you know, valued for other people. So, 
like you said, it might be an opportunity for him to showcase himself somewhere else. Even the Fred Van Fleet thing, like I didn't expect yeah. him to sign 130. Like I was just like, wow, that's so so you never know what other people think about you in other markets, and it might not be a bad idea to, to see what, what's happening over there. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Same thing, yeah. Like you said with Van Vliet, we kind of underestimated his value, and then Houston obviously stepped up the, to the plate, and they see him as a long-term fifth for that team. Uh, lastly, Dwayne, before you get out of here, knowing what we know now, roster's pretty much set, barring anything last minute. What are your expectations for the Raptors this season? ESPN just put out their uh, record predictions for the East. They do have the Raptors finishing 12th out of the plan, out of the playoffs. What do you think the Raptors' ceiling is for the season? Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know about that. I wouldn't say all that. I definitely think they'd probably be in the plan for sure. Um, they just got to put a few things together. I like that they have a, a lot of people that have chips on their shoulders. Um, I just saw, you know, Grady, uh, some highlights of him hooping the other day um, in L.A., and he looked really good as well. So if they're able to mesh, I really feel like Toronto's always been a team that's played hard. Um, they try to execute. They've tried to do everything in their power to be, you know, the best they can be. So we've never been a team that's just going to sit down and lay down. And yeah. I feel like that, that's that's very incorrect in terms of the predictions. I don't, I don't see them being dead last. I definitely see them in the plan, if not near the maybe the last maybe the last seed of, of right before the plan in the East. Um, but we'll see. It's going to be a good opportunity for a lot of guys to step up, a lot of guys to step up. A lot of guys still got to prove themselves. Um, some guys are coming back. I'm interested to see like what the roles are going to be. Like a guy like Gary Tram, I'm interested to see like what is next for him um, with Fred gone. So it, it's a lot of stuff to to kind of look at. Um, but I'm very optimistic. Like I said, being a Toronto Raptors fan, I'm never I'm never worried about the intensity and the care or the passion um, because you know they they feed off the city, they feed off the fans. And if it's one thing they're not going to do is they're not going to just quit and lay down. So um, I definitely see them finishing better than that. Okay, one last thing. I promise. One last thing. Do you want to see Scotty Barnes run the point? And do you think that will be the plan? Because there's a little bit of, uh, I guess, debate amongst Raptors fans of like how the lineup's going to look. Because yeah. obviously you have Fred not, not there anymore. You got Schroeder, but is he truly the starter? How do you see the Raptors rotation going? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, the game has moved in that direction where we've seen a lot more point fours nowadays. And Scotty definitely has a skill set to handle that. So I wouldn't mind seeing him bring the ball up. I don't know if it's a situation where if he gets the rebound, he just holds on to it, or if he's actually going to be the set one initiating offense. But I, I don't mind him being a primary ball handler because I think he makes pretty good decisions. I like some of the reads he was making last year. Um, will he be coming off the pick and roll and stuff? I don't know. But for him to initiate offense is very scary because a guy at his size with his skill can wreak so much havoc as the primary ball handler. So, and then, like I said, he's an unselfish kid, right? So at the same time, it's not like he's going to be jacking up every shot. He's going to be trying to find the best possible read in that situation, especially in the half court. So it's going to be cool. He, you know, he's, he's a great, like flashy passer too. It's going to ignite the fans. Um, so I don't know. I, I would, I wouldn't mind having him as a primary ball handler. I think it's an advantage when you have someone who's six, six plus at that height, um and being able to carry the ball because now you have to worry about uh defenders have to worry about he can just go straight into a pistol action and go right to the post up and then, yeah. then what, you know what i mean so instead of having scotty be on the wing or be on the block and have to run a cross screen or run all this faulty action for him to get the ball in the post or whatever the case would be in the mid-ranger he can just have the ball ready and that could already cr create so many mismatches for other teams well we'll see if point scotty is in fact a thing for the raptors this season Dwayne, I know you're a busy man, so I truly appreciate you coming on the show. Where can people find you? Uh, let them know. 
Oh yeah, you guys can find me on social media. You know, just at Dwayne Notice uh, D E U N O T I C E. Um, I'm on Twitter, and then you know, check out my movie podcast as well at Scene DMs. So, well, Dwayne, once again, thanks for doing this. I'll definitely have you on once the season starts. Best of luck with the rest of your playing days, and uh, keep in touch, man. No, thank you for having me. I appreciate it every time. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.